Azeroth history is recorded in Treaty 1 territory, the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Cree, Oji-Cree, Dakota, and Dene peoples, and the homeland of the Métis Nation. Welcome to Azeroth, a history, a look into the history of Azeroth and how it pertains to World of Warcraft today. I'm your co-host, Bam Bam Anderson. And I'm your co-host, Wynn Stark, a.k.a. Senpai. And oh my god, I'm so excited to talk to you about this one. <laughs> <laughs> I've been going on for like the last, what, 20 minutes? Oh, definitely. Pretty much since I saw it the, me- the moment we met up. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah, That absolutely. gets me excited. Um, you know a little bit about dragons. I do. Which was the basis, essentially, for this conversation. Woo! Um... Yeah, I'm gonna first uh, skip the first war because this episode was getting really long when I was writing it. I was at eight pages, and I'm like, I haven't even gotten to this part of the story yet. Oh my god, I need to edit this, so I edited it down. Who <laughs> even gives a shit about the first war? Am um, I right? Psh, psh, old news. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, there is an important part though at the end of it where King Lane Rin is killed. Um, and Varian, his son, actually witnesses it. Yeah, okay, so there's some trauma. It's war, of course there's trauma. I mean, it's Warcraft. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Varian was 10 when that happened, and that's actually something that sits with him, like, years later. And of we course see it, it does. Because so. this is old-timey times, and nobody fucking talked to him about it. Yeah. I feel like there might have been some talk about it like later because after like after the first war ended um he was brought to uh i'll get into that in a second actually (laughs) (laughs) um so king lane's champion anduin lothar uh he kind of took over the title of regent and he actually took varian to and his mother and anyone else who could be saved uh and they escaped to lordaeron so this is where varian met arthas for the first time okay I imagine in them becoming friends, maybe they did talk about that kind of thing. Um, I feel like maybe they did talk about that kind of thing, although Arthas hadn't actually lost anyone, as far as I remember. Right, I just mean, like, talking to somebody who's gonna be able to help him process it. Oh, they don't have therapists. Right? (laughs) Exactly, it's old-timey times. People don't know how to do that shit yet. Exactly. Um, But, yeah... So when the Stormwind refugees were in Lordaeron, the major rulers of the human nations kind of banded together, um, and they formed the Alliance of Lordaeron, which Hell is yeah, which is where the name the Alliance comes from. Everybody likes an alliance, right? Sure. I said N, not the N. <laughs> Fair. Um, and Anduin Lothar was like, since Varian wasn't old enough to be king yet, Anduin Lothar kind of like took over that title mm-hmm. um basically just because somebody needed to yeah so he's um, a standing regent exactly um and so but when stormwind was retaken and rebuilt varian was 18 and he was crowned the king good for him yeah Woo! just can't wait to be king <laughs> i don't know how much of that we can actually sing before we get in trouble <laughs> you know what i think we broke that up enough that we should be okay <laughs> Probably. Fingers crossed, guys. I hope you get our joke. I'm sorry, Disney. (laughs) (laughs) I swear, we don't make any money on these anyway. We don't yet. We might yet. We'll see. Um, 
If anybody knows anything about sponsorship deals, we're interested. Just nobody likes us. I'm just, I'm actually learning a little bit now. So, um, yeah, hopefully soon. Um, yeah. Uh, so he didn't really stay in Stormwind, though, when he was first Crown King. He kind of led a lot of, like, the fighting parties against the Orc Raiders. Um, and he also met with spies who were still hunting for his father's assassin. Um, and he kind of left the House of Nobles in charge, um, at least until Sturman was, like, completely finished and built again. Mm-hmm. Um, he did settle down a little bit more, though, when he got married. Uh, it was an arranged marriage to a woman named Tiffin Illyrian, a noble from Westfall. Cool. Um, and they conceived a son named Anduin L- Lane Rin. Ooh! Yeah, so named yes. for both Anduin Lothar yeah. and his grandfather, King Lane Rin. Well, ha-dee-da. Yeah. You've got some big shoes to fill there, kiddo. Absolutely. And I would say that he does, but in a different way than they have been before, which is cool. Um, around this time, though, the, the House of Nobles was being led by Lady Katrana Prestor. Oh. You might remember that name. A little bit? Sort of? Sure. Okay. Um... Yeah, remember who Deathwing pretended to be when he went to Lordaeron? Oh. Lord Daval Prestor? Is that, like, his wife? His daughter. Even <laughs> better! Yeah. Um, they were pitted... She kind of pitted the House of Nobles against the craftsmen who were actually building the city. Mm, how, how, uh, how nice of her to do that. Oh, yeah, she's... How to put this nicely. She's a piece of work for sure. <laughs> um, I can only imagine. Yeah, she definitely used magic to like mess with people's heads Why on not? both sides. Sounds fun! <laughs> um, or at least there was some thought of that, and honestly, it, like, she's a dragon. Of course she can. Oh, sorry. Spoiler. Ah! Sorry. Ah! I never would have guessed <laughs> that the daughter of a dragon was a dragon! <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, she also convinced them to expand the military presence, which kind of helped cripple the economy. Oh, well, and, you know, just, that's just good economics. Yeah, and then also led to the craftsmen being paid less, and uh, they turned to rioting. Sounds like a perfect situation for a riot. Totally, right? Um, in all of the chaos, uh, a large rock was flung and hit Queen Tiffin in the head, and she ended up dying. Oh, snap. Yeah, yeah and like... There's there's a panel in the comic of her being struck in the head, like while she's holding her baby. So it's it's just like that's impactful right there. It sucks. Damn. Yeah. I was definitely gonna make a joke, and then you you made a really sad tableau. I'm sorry. So I feel like it's in poor taste. I mean, but I'm still gonna do it. Okay. It's not the kind of balls I like in my face. <laughs> I was actually just commenting the other day to someone. I'm like, I've gotten into a lot of true crime stuff lately, and like my sense of humor has just gotten darker and darker. (laughs) Marvelous. You're getting to my level. Oh, I'll have to tell you about some of them after. (laughs) One of them was really not good. Um, But, yeah. All right, so Tiff is dead. Varian, who's already, like, kind of an angry person to begin with, probably due to the childhood trauma of watching his father be killed, mm-hmm. um, 
He vowed to punish anyone responsible and started dealing with the rioters a lot more severely. Snap. Um, yep, and it led to a lot of the rioters fleeing into rural areas and mm-hmm. staying in hiding. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and there's a whole bunch more that comes from that, too. Um, but we will go into that in another episode. Because, again, this this episode was getting long. <laughs> I was writing it. <laughs> That's okay, you know? It's good to break it up, because then there's more episodes to come. Exactly. And and I got this down to ten pages, so not bad. Sweet! <laughs> um, so, ap- after his wife died, though, Varian was pretty severely depressed, um, and it lasted about ten years, and Katrana took advantage of this. I think part of this, too, was her me- mind-fucking with him a lot, too, which, I mean, that's just not cool. Um, she basically tried to take over Stormwind politically, Okay. Yeah, and he fought her. He fought back her magic and reasserted himself in control. Um, until after the Third War, uh, he traveled to Theramore to, um, which is the city founded by Jenna Proudmore. Mm-hmm. Um, the goal was to speak to her about the Horde and Alliance relations, and also to have like a peace summit with the leader of the Horde, which didn't end up happening. Spoiler. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> On the way, he got kidnapped. Oh, come on. Yeah. Um, and he woke up on an island surrounded by hood and f- hooded figures chanting. And after a bright flash of light and a lot of pain, he woke up next to himself. So there's like an exact copy of himself. Well, that's some fucking weird witchcraft shit right oh, there. Yeah. Yep. And then the kind of like lead hooded figure kind of reveals herself and it's Katrana. Jeez. Yeah. Girl. Yeah, she's got some stuff going on. Um, so she kind of split Varian into, like, a strong-willed one and, like, a weaker-willed one. So the strong-willed one... Well, that's some advanced magic. Right? Um, the more strong-willed one, uh, he tries to free himself, his like, his other self. Um, but the weaker one is, like, he's too unnerved to even pick up a blade and fight. Um, so he ends up falling off a cliff and gets captured by Naga. This is the strong-willed one? This is the weak one. The weak one. Weak one gets captured by Naga. Yes. Eek. Um, and then the the other one, he tricks Katrana into believing that she killed him. And she's revealed herself to be a dragon at this point, too, to him, yeah. at least, that he remembers. Um, so she tri- he tricks her into believing that she killed him, and then he fled to the rocky part of the ocean to get a- away from the other Naga. Mm-hmm. And... But the waves were too strong, so he ended up washing up on the shores of Durotar. Oh, okay. Which is nearby, which is horde territory. Oof. <laughs> um, yeah. With Varian missing, Anduin is crowned king so that, like, basically order can be preserved. He's, like, nine... Or, no, I think he's, like, eight at the time. He's really young. Like, he's very much a child. Um, Bolvar Fordragon serves as regent. Okay. And Lady Katrana Prestor serves as advisor. Oh, that's a wonderful position for her. Oh, she I... has such a wonderful track record advising people in stuff. But she's doing this all, like, in secret and, like, surreptitiously. kind of marvelous to, like, behold. But at the same time, you're just like, I really don't like you. <laughs> oh, she's talented. And the mind <laughs> on her is subtle and capable in many ways. But, girl, why you gotta be so evil? Old God corruption. 
that it'll do it. <laughs> That's really it. Um, <laughs> they don't know about. They don't know that Katrina's um, behind Varian's disappearance, or that she's been doing the creepy mind controlling magic. Wow. So, yeah. Um, the more strong-willed Varian is found on the shores of Durotar by a caravan of orcs led by a gladiator trainer Ooh. named Rhaegar Earthfury. Oh, snap. Does um, he learn to be a gladiator? Kind is of. Is this like the Batman trope where, like, shit happens to him and now he's gone somewhere else and he's gonna get training and some shit and then come back and just be like, oh, I'm gonna fuck you up! I mean, this isn't really, like, some Ra's al Ghul shit. Like, princes in Azeroth were very much trained to fight. Like, from a very early age. Like, we, we talked about Arthas and how he was trained to be a fighter from... I don't even remember how old he was. And, and Varian was also trained in the same way. So, he already knew how to fight. Yeah, but, like, extra bonus training. Kind of. So, here's the trick, though. He had amnesia. <laughs> well, you know, that seems pretty traumatic. That's not surprising. Yeah. Especially, you said he was in a rocky ocean. Yeah. Maybe he hit his head. He, I'm pretty certain he did. So, um, I mean... Shit happens. But yeah, he he wakes up, a giant crocolisk is trying to attack him and eat him, and he ends up fighting it off with, like, a stick. <laughs> um, and Rhaegar's, like, impressed, so he's like, all right, I'm gonna take that guy. <laughs> so- <laughs> Thank God I had this stick here. So they capture and enslave him, throw him in a cage uh, with Valera Sanguinar and Brol Bearmantle. Um, yeah. Uh, they're two other gladiator slaves. Quite the lineup. Yeah, and... So they are trying to become gladiators, but Varian doesn't know who he is yeah. at that point. But they're like, you clearly know how to fight. You're not just some rando dude yeah. who got lost. Like, there's something going on here, but they couldn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was that was kind of part of his um, sort of journey in this whole thing. Okay. Because um, there were a couple times during his training... At one point, he touches a belt that had once been worn by Anduin Lothar, mm-hmm. and, he, and a, a memory kind of gets triggered. Oh, okay. And he kind of freezes. Yeah. And so Brol kind of starts leading him into, like, okay, we can't have this happening in the middle of a fight. That's yeah. That's a good thing. <laughs> so, um, but they do end up uh, going to Dire Mall, which there's, like, a huge gladiator tournament against, like, the ogres. Oh, snap. Um, yeah. And they end up winning. By killing the uh, the reigning champion team, Whew. yeah, it's it's pretty great. Uh, and Varian earns the name Logosh, which means ghost wolf. Nice in uh, in the Tauran language. Cool. Um, Dances with ghost wolves. Oh shit! I didn't even think about that. One. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> Actually, that's so apropos because yeah, Tauran are absolutely based on uh, Native American culture. Booyah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> um, he keeps getting visions every now and again of, like, bits of his past, too. Um, so after the tournament, Rhaegar sells Valera off because he's, he's offered, like, way more than she's worth. So mm. she's like, all right. He's like, all right. Um, and they head to Thunderbluff to find a new fighter. Uh, while there, Logosh and Brol go into, like, a spiritual cave uh, to meditate, which gives them both visions. Um, Logosh sees his son and his dead wife, and his dead wife is pleading him, like, your people need you. Oh, shit. 
he doesn't really know who she is, though. Right? <laughs> um, they decide to escape using a gift from one of the Tauren druids to summon a hippogriff and decide to eventually save Valera. Wow. Mm-hmm. That all worked out. So, Roland Logosh uh, head to Darnassus. They talk to Tyrande, um, and she tells them that she can't bring back Logosh's memory, um, but maybe Janet Bradmore can. Hmm. Yeah. So, they head out. Um, Valera's kind of two steps ahead of them. Well, that's <laughs> unfortunate. Uh, not really. She, uh, she escapes on her own and ends up following them all the way to Theramore. Uh, where she uh, she ends up heading off an assassin that's like sent to kill Logosh. Okay, so well, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, um, and he promptly gets eaten by a giant spider. <laughs> oh my god! It's, it's kind of great. <laughs> that part of the comic was so good. I'm like, oh, oh man, cheeks. <laughs> Do I owe you a coke? Yep. Okay. I only have Dr Pepper at home. That's okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so when they meet up, um, Jada doesn't recognize him. I'm assuming they haven't really met. Like, they probably met in passing while he was in Lordaeron and while she was passing through, but, like, she spent a lot of her time in Dalaran. Right. Just because she founded the town doesn't mean anything. Exactly. She doesn't mean she knows everybody in it. Well, and it's, it's like, on the other side of the world, Right? From where Stormwind is, so... Exactly! Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, was, I mean, I'm assuming if they did met, they were much younger, so she doesn't really recognize him. Um, but she is pretty sure from the visions that she got, um, that she was able to get, that he is the lost king of Stormwind. That's impressive. Yeah. Go her. Meanwhile, in Stormwind, the weaker-willed Varian is uh ransomed back by the naga oh no <laughs> um and she qui- and he quickly falls under katrana's creepy mind magic well down. of course he's like a little bitch kind of there's there's bits there's bits in there it's still varian um it, it breaks for a second when they're actually out on horseback um anduin's horse is kind of jostled Okay. Um, probably on purpose. And uh, the horse takes a fall off the cliff. Anduin kind of sort of falls. And Varian jumps off and saves him. Oh, wow. So it's like, there's definitely still bits of Varian there. Yeah. But... Most of the time, he's a little bitch. Yeah. He's definitely more susceptible to um, Anixia's magic. Um, and, yeah, she does her thing again. And he's back under her spill. <sighs> I'm waiting for, like, I've got a spell on you. <laughs> I don't know. I'm afraid to sing songs now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, we, have gotten in, we haven't gotten in trouble yet. Although, we also haven't really sang many songs. Right? Most of the time when I sing stuff, it's just whatever I'm saying. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... It was enough to ensure Anduin that it was Varian. Mm-hmm. So he kind of understands. And then there's some horns at the gates, signaling the return of the king. Okay. <laughs> uh, who is currently in the castle? Oh, shit. Anduin runs out onto his balcony, and he sees both the Logosh arriving in Stormwind 
as well as uh, Varian on his balcony, kind of calling out, like, what the hell's going on. Right. Um, so... But he's so not does weak willed and what Valerian whatever have amnesia too? No. So he knows that there's two of him. He has like little bits of amnesia. He doesn't remember any of that. Okay. Um he just kind of remembers being kidnapped by Naga. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh and then ransoms off. <laughs> um which I I don't know if that's Katrana doing her thing or what, but yeah. Um so Logosh and his entourage uh, uh, around him, including Valera and Brol, as well as a marshal that they rescued that had been spying and found out some very important information. Oh, nice. They get to the, the throne room where Katrana and Varian meet the arriving party, and the marshal announces that Lady Katrana Prestor is in fact an Anixia in disguise. Oh, snap! The daughter of Deathwing! Oh, snap! And she's trying to take control of Stormwind! Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> I had no idea. Uh, yeah. Um, Anduin's uh, kind of, like, running to, like, try and join and, like, figure out what the hell's going on. Oh, yeah. Um, and Bolvar is with him as well. Kind of, like, trying to stop him because it's, like, it's, it's a dangerous situation. There's a fucking dragon. Ooh. Um... A slew of guards transform into dragon spawn, and a pretty big fight breaks out. Oh shit! Yep. Uh, both variants end up turning on each other pretty cra- like like right away. Well, yeah. You know, the best way to make sure that you're the right one is to get rid of the competition. Kind of, yeah. But Anduin's like not phased by it. He's like, "Hey, look, you guys better smarten up and fight the dragon. That's a much bigger problem at the moment." <laughs> like Can this- both sides of me agree? They do. Well, that's good. Yeah. At least at least for now, because it's like, yeah, this is probably the bigger threat. Priorities. Yeah. I'll kick your ass later. Exactly. That's that's exactly what happens. <laughs> um, Anixia then kidnaps Anduin and teleports, Sweet. And teleports back. Uh, I'm going to grab your boy. Bye. Pretty much. Um, teleports back to her lair, which is actually close to Theramore. That's convenient. Yeah, nice and convenient. Uh, Varian and Logosh end up having to like grasp that... They seem to be the same man, essentially. Welp. Yep. Uh, Logosh has been able to get some of his earlier memories, and he obviously kept his ability to fight. Yeah. Um, uh, but they were very much polar opposites. Like, the the uh, one that was in Stormwind, Varian is, like, very much more charismatic, mm-hmm. whereas Logosh is, like, much more angry. Yeah. <laughs> so it makes sense. Yeah, okay. Um... They head out to save Anduin, along with Valyra and Brill, of course, and they go back to Theramore. Um, Jaina then helps them recover their memories of what happened, uh, and that's when, like, from when Varian first set out to Theramore. Uh, the kidnapping, island, ritual, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then she then gifted the two Varians with uh, two ancient elven swords, Shalator and Elamane. Okay. Um, they'd been used to fight in the War of the Ancients by twin elf warriors. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So, big history. Nice. Um, for Anduin, it's very lucky that he was born a prince and raised a prince in Azeroth, because uh, he kind of knew how to fight. He wasn't very good, but hmm. like, he kind he. He, he at least what knew to how to hold a sword and like parries and stuff. Well, he didn't. He didn't have a sword yet then. Uh, but like he he knew how to move in a space. 
That's kind of fair. thing. Yeah. Um, and he, he kind of understood some tactics. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, only one of these dragon things can fit through this cave. I'm going to go hide there, and then I can take them off one by one with a rock. Smart. <laughs> Hella smart. Um... Yeah, he was very quick on his uh, on his feet, uh, so he ran through the caves, and he didn't get the memo about the whelps, though. Oh? Le- left side, many whelps. <laughs> tail swipe! <laughs> Watch the fucking tail! <laughs> oh, man, okay. He was able to get around without breaking the thin stone under, um, under which was hot lava. Whew. Yeah, so not bad for a nine-year-old. Toasty. He's nine at the time. Like, good job, boy. I couldn't do that at nine. Good job. <laughs> uh, when Varian, Logosh, and the others make their way into the caves, uh, Varian and Logosh end up getting most of Anixia's attention. And she's now decided to kill the stronger-willed Logosh. As, well, makes sense. Yeah, as she had originally planned to do. Um... Varian realizes what she's doing and jumps in front of his twin, and instead of killing them, she ends up fusing them back together into one guy. Sweet! Yep. What you gonna do about it now, bitch? Right? Um, so he was able to... Uh, it also fused the sword, the swords together. Into, into the one. one? Yep. Oh, that's why his sword looks so funny. That and the fact that all Warcraft weapons look kind of funny. Yeah, that's why I didn't ask. <laughs> but look, a story to tell me why. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then he's able to use the sword to impale and kill her once and for all. Fuck you, bitch. Yeah. Um, so the sword now became known as uh, Charlemagne. Um, and it can still be split into its original parts, but it is usually shown as the one sword. Yes, I yeah. remember seeing the... And, yeah, definitely, like, all Warcraft weapons have, like, different floaty bits and... Why not, you know? You got the effect abilities. Exactly. With the computer things. It's magic. Yeah. This is a, this is a world full of magic. <laughs> eyebrow, eyebrow. Bam Bam's got the eyebrows going on. <laughs> But yeah. Um, over the next few years, we see some pretty huge differences between Varian and Anduin. Um, for one thing, Anduin isn't really great with, like, martial weapons. He's not good with a sword. Um, he is a good archer, though, and he can throw a mean dagger. Ooh! Yeah. Um, Varian's also much quicker to throw down and pretty much <laughs> with pretty much anyone, and he's quick to let his anger take over. Anduin, all? Yeah. Not really. No. I want a dagger. I'm, well, I mean, I'm much more quick to throw down than, like, Anduin would be, I would say. Uh, but he's very much more of a pacifist. That's fair. Um, and we see this at a peace summit in Theramore, uh, and then time and time again later, um, just before the cataclysm that tore apart, uh, that tore Azeroth apart, um, Anduin was is visiting Ironforge, mm-hmm. the, um, Dwarven city as a diplomat. And do, 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 oh yeah, do. Uh, he also quickly figures that um, Varian was hoping that the doors would improve his fighting skills. Why not? They know how to throw down. Yeah, well, he, they Varian, got some good sized fists. Yeah, I want to throw them around. Well, and Varian was trained by um, by dwarves. Even better. Yeah, 
I'll really show him. I'll take him down. <laughs> Want to spar, buddy O? I'll fuck you up. <laughs> That's absolutely very inspired sound. <laughs> it really is. I can't even lie about this. Um, Andu does find another path, though. Through, um, he becomes a priest of the Holy Light. Oh! Yeah. Um, he also witnesses King Magni's petrifi- uh, petrification into diamond. Oh, snap. As he attempts to stop the earthquakes that um, are caused by the cataclysm. Oh, man. You know what's awful? Hmm. I bet if that happened IRL, they'd totally make hideous rich white person jewelry out of that. And just charge a ridiculous <laughs> amount for it. And be like, this is the... What was what was his name? Magni. This is the Magni diamond, darling. Oh, you can look, but you can't touch. <laughs> I feel like there are a lot of people because Magni, he ends up being okay in the end, and he talks to us a lot right now. And I feel like there are people who'd be like, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. I'm not one of them. <laughs> Well, you know, <laughs> fucking billion-dollar idea right there. You're welcome, Blizzard. Poor, poor Magni. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, one of the earthquakes also killed a friend of Anduin's. Oh, um, no. And because of that, he actually made a decision to become a better swordsman. Yeah. Like, in their memory. So Yeah. So you go. Do Anduin. the thing. Um, Ironforge also ends up getting taken hostage. Uh, for reasons I'm not getting into now. Oh, snap. Uh, I'm biting my nails. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> those, are, those are too pretty to bite. Don't you dare. How dare you tear down this third wall? Fourth wall. Well, I mean, that's what I feel like. There should th- Aren't there less walls if they can't see us? Oh. Actually, I don't know. Huh. That's a good thought. I'm... Shatter the illusion. Don't do that. I, I, I shattered know, it I was like... biting my nails. They don't <laughs> know they're pretty. That's just for me. I shattered it like Magni. Okay. <laughs> okay. Alright. 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 Okay. So Andrew was able to escape um, uh, to Theramore using a hearthstone that Jada had given him. And while he's there, he meets B- Bane Bloodhoof, who we've mentioned before. I'm sorry, is that the centaur from Harry Potter that saved him when Voldemort was getting oh, all fucky right. with the va- unicorn blood, or what? That is a... They do have very similar names. No, this is the son of the Tauren chieftain. Um, his father's name was Karen. Oh, I was wrong. No. It's not this... That- yeah. That's not the right centaur. Bane is the one who gets all angry in book five. Sorry. Not from book one. Okay. Uh, I think their names are spelled differently, though. Do, I don't remember. Um, this this Bane is B-A-I-N-E. Yeah, all right. It's different. But okay. there was Bloodhoof. Come on. That was such a good connection. Yeah. Which It's also really weird because Torrin are very peaceful. 
Good for them. Unless the, unless they have to do stuff, and then and then they're gonna do <laughs> they're gonna fuck you up. Oh, <laughs> um, there's a reason these hoofs be bloody. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he meets Bane Bloodhoof, and they become friends, and they later exchange letters. Aww, yeah. little pen pals. Yeah. That's cute. Little pen pals and Thunderbluff. Oh, um, Thunder buddies. <laughs> I was not expecting that one. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> I'm now only ever going to be able to see Anduin and Bane as Thunder Buddies. Ah, <laughs> uh, headcanon. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Varian did not hear that Anduin had escaped, uh, only that Orion Forge was being held hostage and oh, he knew no. that his son was there. <laughs> Oh no! So he goes. That's some uh, nervous daddy right there. Oh yeah. So he goes, and Andrew ends up making it back um, with Jaina's help, basically just to stop his father from just all out murdering everybody. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which Varian absolutely would have done. Um, well, why not? You know, like nothing slakes the sadness of a tender dad's heart like blood. Yeah. Lots and lots of blood. I'd say it was more rage than sadness, but yeah, he's... You don't think the rage is just his toxic masculinity response to his sadness? I mean, maybe it's a little bit of both, but he's also like, how dare you move against me and my family, and how dare you hold my son hostage and threaten his life kind of thing. That's fair. Yeah. Which... Still, blood. I mean, if someone were to do that with, like, my cat... Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. I'd burn <laughs> down entire villages if someone fucked with my bunny. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, so, leading into the Cataclysm expansion, um, the Kingdom of Gilneas had reached out to the Night Elves. Um, again, Greymane uh, specifically did it. Uh, he, I, I do want to get further into that story in another time, because it's a little complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, but... One of the biggest things about the Gilneans is that they're essentially werewolves. Sweet. They're worgen. Nice. Um, uh, and their home has been destroyed. Shitty. Yeah. Uh, so they're welcomed into Darnassus for reasons that, uh, again, I'll get into in another episode. Um, and Tirana calls for a summit for them to be welcomed back into the Alliance. Sweet. Uh, and Varian is less than impressed. Um, he's... Still angry that they withdrew from the alliance from the uh, Lordran Alliance um, way back before the Third War. Okay, and he like jumps straight down Gen's throat. <laughs> he starts mocking and insulting him. It's super Damn. rude. Um, and like it's seriously like holy crap! Like calm the fuck down, buddy. Like chill. Take like eight chill pills right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> and maybe throw in like nine and ten there. Um, <laughs> They do end up going through some stuff together and becoming pretty close friends, uh, and Varian does end up welcoming, welcoming Gilneas back into the Alliance. Um, well, that's good. You know, some, like, bonding moments. Yeah. Some brolo. Yeah. Um, part of their battles, Varian ends up uh, leading the Alliance forces through Ashenvale against the current... The, uh, fucking timey-wimey bullshit. Um, the the, the warchief at the time... Mm. Um, was Garrosh Hellscream, and so they had to lead some forces against him. Yeah. Because he's doing some shit. Uh, while they're doing battle, the White Wolf Goldrin makes himself heard to Varian. 
howling his approval and sort of empowering him against uh, Garrosh. Sweet! Thanks, Wolf Daddy! Yeah. Uh, the reason I mentioned Goldrin is because it's it's literally just another name of the legendary white uh, wolf in Durnassian. Okay. And Logosh is the Torahe moniker. Yeah. Yeah, and basically all of Azeroth has different versions of the same legend. Nice. I don't... We've never known the other names, though, so... Uh, it, to me, it's Logosh. <laughs> Makes sense. Dances with ghost wolves. God, it's so true. Because, yeah, gold, he doesn't... The, the wolf died back in the War of the Ancients and has never actually been resurrected. Hmm. But most of the other wild gods do get resurrected. Wow. Yeah. Sad. Where's your second chance? We're going to talk about that at some point in the future. I know that because I'm sure that's a part of Shadowlands. Woo! Yeah. Woo! Um, during the summit in Darnassus, <coughs> Anduin has his own goings-on. Mm-hmm. Um, he's tried to calm Varian down a bunch, but he's he also got to talking to the Draenei leader, uh, Prophet Belen, about the light. Oh. Um, and he kind of took some advantage to, like, in, like, a lear- learning opportunity, um... And after he got into a pretty big argument with Varian, he's like, you know what? I'm just going to peace out. I'm going to go study with Velen. And I'll, I'll be back. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, Dad, I don't need your fucking negativity. Exactly. That's quite it's exactly what happened. <laughs> it's important to know that you can cut people off from your life, even your parents. Absolutely. And, yeah, I feel that. Um, later on, Anduin returns to Stormwind for Remembrance Day. And Varian has had uh, some nightmares of his father's assassination. Well, I mean, they probably barely stopped. <laughs> I mean, this was, like... I, I get the sense that this was the first time in a while in the story. Fair. Um, but, yeah, he, he has some nightmares about it. Um, not a great night's sleep. Uh, and then he has to deal with the fact that a, a portion of the city has been destroyed by a very large dragon. Oh no, not more dragons. Yep. And uh, he he keeps getting reminded by everyone that like, hey, this is going to be expensive to fix. Like, okay, fucking, I know. <laughs> cool. Uh, the nobles aren't too happy about that. Or the cost of the wars that they've been involved in. Um, and while he's not exactly excited about it either, he declares that Stormwind will stand strong as it always has. Like a pillar. A yeah. pillar of strength. Yeah. Um, Anduin kind of witnesses him blowing up at the nobles, though. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, kind of dismayed. And, uh, yeah, he's a little scared. So he leaves the throne room, kind of runs away. Um, Jaina, one of the arch- archbishops, assured Varian that Anduin had different strengths to lend the world. And Varian admits that he's accepted Anduin's choices, but he still fears that Anduin doesn't have the strength to rule. Dad, uh... I mean, he's, like, I think 13 at this point. He's not very old. He's a man by Jewish standards. Oh, that's true. That is 13, isn't it? I don't think they have Jewish religion in... (laughs) That's just... I I don't think it's Judeo-Christian. It's just light and... I I don't even know what else. (laughs) Well, fine. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, regardless, the two of them are brought together again at Tiffin's grave in the cemetery. Um, sort of kind of in ambush of Anduin, who was not expecting to see his father so soon. 
Um, and they kind of get reacquainted a little bit. Uh, Varian also gives Andrew and his mother's locket. Oh, nice. Um, which is like kind of like super heartfelt and beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Varian gives, or Andrew admits that he wishes he was more like his father. Yeah. Um, saying he's not as strong. But Varian's like, you know what? You have more courage than even I do. Hmm. So, yeah. Um, they sort of compare the places they've taken in the world and how much Tiffin shared the qualities that are now Anduin's. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Varian then has an interesting question for his son. This is a quote from the short story. Uh, from what direction do you think the ambush will come? It's a really weird story to read because you're just like, oh, that's kind of heartfelt. Ambush? Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> while they've been standing there, they've, they've been aware of some assassins surrounding them. And sure enough, while they're sort of surmising how it's going to go, some fireworks start, uh, signifying the kind of closing ceremonies of Remembrance Day. Yeah. Uh, and they also end up being the signal for the assassins. Of course. Uh, so easy. It's yeah. going to happen. And then Varian <laughs> turns to Andrew and says, I'm going to be late for my speech. (laughs) 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 There's some more important shit going on here, Varian. The two of them fight off the assassins, but before the sorcerer is killed, he he manages to summon a draconid, which is like a humanoid sort of like giant dragon form creature thing. Terrifying. It also kind of reminds me of Power Rangers. Yeah. You know what? That might be where they got some of the designs for the trick on it. Well, I mean, why not use what's available? I'm, uh, and quite okay. like the people who made Blizzard didn't watch Power Rangers. Well, there's the fact that like there's no original idea under the sun. We all just steal each other's shit all the time. Yep. There's also the idea that um, like almost everything in WoW is a fucking reference to something. <laughs> Well, I found the Power Rangers one, guys. Yep. Uh, like, Thrall is very much based on Thor. Fair. Like, absolutely. Um, yeah. Hell, we talked about Sargeras being based on Surtur. Right? <laughs> Where's Skeletor? I feel like that might be the Lich King a little bit. Or maybe one of the other Liches that I haven't talked to you about yet. Mm. Yeah, okay. I'm... Not entirely certain who would be Skeletor. There's a lot of options. I'm not entirely sure. We'll have to go into that another day. If any of you guys have any ideas, contact us on our Discord. Or on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. Twitter! Um, or the Instagram. Yes, we... Uh, yeah. We'll get into the plugs in a second. <laughs> uh, okay, so... The Draconid almost ends up killing Varian and Anduin using his like awesome priestly powers... Uh, he ends up actually being able to save Varian's life. Oh, nice. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's great. And then the two of them show up at the Remembrance Day ceremony, covered in blood, limping, and fatigued. Well, you know, <laughs> it's nice to make an entrance. Yeah, and then Varian gives his speech, once again declaring Stormwind will stand strong. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead of, like, kind of angrily, it's more hopeful. Yeah. Um, and... He also says something pretty important here, um, signifying a very important shift in him, which I think is very, very good to highlight. Um, He says that if we're ever to restore the world, there needs to be leaders who are healers instead of warriors, um, those who mend instead of those who break. Um, And it's kind of the first sense of that we see of him learning from Anduin. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's so great. Um, Oh, that 
But now, we have to check the auction house. Auction house! Yeah. If you like what we do, consider donating through our Patreon at patreon.com slash senpaiandbambam. That's senpai with two Ps. If you're unable to do that, we would also appreciate a review on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast service you use. It helps us open up to a wider audience. You can also share us with your friends, family, guildies, people you see on the street, your teachers, your bosses, I don't know, estranged relatives, like that creepy guy down the street who you think is lonely and you kind of want to help him but you don't want to talk to him. Make him listen to this. It'll be great. This is getting very, very specific. (laughs) Every guy's podcast or gals, anybody, anybody at all. I mean, I definitely talk to other podcasters about my show, so yeah. It's like, yeah, um, yeah. check out our Mushinima with Bam Bam series, uh, which is uh, only available to patrons, and it goes up weekly on Tuesday, so it makes your reset day that much greater. Oh yeah, you get yeah. to see me just like facing all over the place. Absolutely. Uh, if you have any suggestions for that, we'll take them by Discord um, or email uh, or Twitter. Um, this month we will also have a special one for everyone. That will be up today, the same day the podcast is released. I'm so excited. Yay! Um, I'm showing Bam Bam Illegal Danish. I'm quite excited to see it. And I'm excited for all of you to see it as well. It's going to be so great. (laughs) Also, if you want to get in touch with us over on Discord, there will be a link in the show notes to join that. It is open to everyone with a patron-only section. Um, and a note about our show notes, um, I've, I've kind of swapping our format a little bit. Uh, I finally got part of the website up where I'm going to have all of our show notes on like our, like in blog form type thing. Sweet. Um, so I won't be posting all of the show notes now in the like Podbean show notes bit. Mm -hmm. I'm going to post like a little bit in there and then a link to the proper show notes on the website. Well, that sounds nice and easy. Exactly. No. (laughs) <laughs> for the viewer reader person yeah. not for you uh, it's less constrained so that it, it, it'll look prettier so we do like being pretty exactly well i do i have moments that i don't mind it but yeah uh but yeah um and then speaking of podcasts yeah uh, I have another local podcast that i happen to know for sure that you're aware of woo <laughs> which police radio yeah! Um, our new friends, uh, our, our new friend. Ooh! Our new friend, Sam Thompson, um, who also organizes the Manitoba Podcast Festival and our monthly coffee get togethers, uh, interviews local musicians about what they're currently working on. And there's some good eye opening conversations in there, too. Nice! Um, especially since, like, I'm not very big into the music scene. Yeah. It's, it's really neat. Um, he also has, like, recordings of, like, whatever guest he has on, they'll either play live. That's awesome. Yeah. Or or they'll have recordings of it, which... That's super good. It's really cool. I've been enjoying it. Um, yeah. And then you, I, like, find out about events happening, which is... I'm... I very much live under the rock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's always good if, if you're for... Supporting local is always a good idea. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But yeah, so yeah, go check that out. Also, we have an Instagram. Mm. Yes. Azeroth History on Instagram. I... And it will have updates about episodes and cute pictures of things that are relevant. Yes. 
all the like, things. I feel like I should say something else. If you have fan art that you want to give us at all, I, I mean, I don't know if we're quite that cool yet to have fan art, but if you have fan art that you want us to show off, please send it to us. Hell yes. I don't, like, I'll post whatever I think is relevant. If you can figure out a way to make me think it's got relevance, I'll be like, sweet. Up it goes. Maybe I should double check those. <laughs> no, you gave me control. That's true, I did. Bathe in the regrets. Is that a bad idea? <laughs> <laughs> All right, onward to Pandaria. Pandaria! Yeah. Anduin is sent out on a duplicate. Uh, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tuesday. It shouldn't be this hard. It's like early on a Tuesday, too. <laughs> Well, it's, for us. It's afternoon. <laughs> Anduin is set out on a diplomatic mission when the flagship is attacked. Oh uh, no! <laughs> and get caught, and they got caught up on an uncharted lad mass. Oh snap! <clears throat> Do you recognize this place? Nope. Uh, it is shrouded in mists, Ooh. and no one knew anything about it. Oh snap! Do yeah. Anduin leaves the shipwreck, though, and ventures inland, and he kind of gets up to sh- some shenanigans. Um, at one point, he got kidnapped by the Horde. Uh-oh. They don't realize it's him, though. Well, that's good. Um, he- Somebody's gonna get fucking beat when they realize <laughs> that mistake. Right? Um, he-, he meets the August Celestials, um, and he keeps refusing to go back with Alliance forces, deciding again to push forward um, to study more of Pandaria. Which ends up working out for him, I find. Well, that's good. Um, Sometimes it's good to trust your gut. Absolutely. Uh, Varian's not happy with this, though. And he, of course, ends up heading out himself to, you know, go save his son again. <laughs> Both of them go through their own trials and tribulations throughout the expansion, though. As long as it's, you know, even-handed. I guess you suffer, you suffer, we all suffer. Um, one super important event uh, that has to do with uh, the Divine Bell Shen King. I think I'm pronouncing that right. If I'm not, I'm so sorry. Um, Pandaria is very like Chinese sort of oriented. Oh, cool! And so I'm a lot. I'm very confused about most of the pronunciation. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a thing. Yep. I should, I... Maybe like put them into the Google thing. Well, because like X is pronounced. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, this bell is a very powerful tool that can be used against almost anyone. Oh, heck yeah. I'm a uh, bell, you bitch. <laughs> I imagine it's like bottling. You just like whack him in the head with the bell or what? Uh, no, it's, I mean, it's a pretty big bell. It's like bigger than a human. Like some of the swords in that shit aren't jai fucking enormous. <laughs> I can't deny that either. Um, I've been to anime conventions, okay? I've seen... Okay, we don't have any buster swords in fucking Warcraft, okay? (laughs) We come close, but we don't have any actual buster swords. We have pole arms that are fucking ginormous, but... (laughs) I'm trying to think of something that comes close, and I can't really think of anything. I guess, no, Thunder Fury is still quite a bit smaller. And yes, for anyone listening, I did say Thunder Fury, Blessed Blade is the Windseeker. Um, you're not going to understand it, and it's fine. People who play will understand, or people who have played will understand, and that's totally fine. That's where this joke is. 
<laughs> Jokes for you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was de- described as the voice of the gods. Ooh. Um, yeah. The Alliance secured the bell, and it was taken to Darnassus for study and safekeeping. And then the Dalaran portal network was used um, by the Horde to steal it. Um, which... This was Jaina's, like, I'm fucking done with all you bitches mm-hmm. with the Horde. That's when she went on her rampage in Dalaran. Yeah. When she was head of the Kirin Tor. And, um, you know, did her own genocide thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, everybody has their chance. <laughs> you gotta pick your moment. Genocide for all. Yeah. Um, Anduin was able to help uh, reassemble uh, the Harmonic Mallet, which is a tool that was created to um, counter the power of the bell a very long time ago, but it was shattered and spread out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He then goes to confront Garrosh, who was warchief at the time, and everyone expected him to use the bell, and he does, and it turns his guards into Shah, um, which is basically the remains of the old god and negative emotions. It's like the embodiment of negative emotions. Damn. Yeah. I was going to start singing, she can ring my bell. <laughs> but now I just feel like it's not fitting. It's just a whole bunch of like, nope. <laughs> I mean, you did it anyway, so oh, it's I good. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Um, we help Anduin. <laughs> Uh, he's not able to get through to Garrosh, but he does end up using the mallet to stop the chaos. Um, and then the war chief gets angry, and he hits the bell, and it destroys it. He destroys it, and, <gasps> and um, it falls on Andu, and it crushes him. Oh, snap. Yeah. And then he runs off, thinking, like, he's won, basically. Um, and then we find out that Anduin is definitely still alive, but very injured. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> I'm just picturing him trying to, like, roll it off himself. <laughs> well, it's, like, rubble at that point, too, so it's, like, big chunks of Oh, okay. Of bell. Yeah. That, that makes more sense. Yeah. Um, he is healed, uh, but anyone is told that the pain will likely never disappear and will probably increase with age. Shitty. Um, and later on, it actually becomes an indicator of danger. Oh. So. Sweet. There's some crazy it's got cool... some fucking hoodoo pain that's pretty kind cool. of yeah i i think it's i think he attributes it to the light fair yeah um because like sixth sense pain well and the the bell was actually created by um some of the titan forged dudes oh nice so um it would make sense that there is some kind of some light kind of power, power transfer there. there yeah it's almost like his boobs can tell when it's raining <laughs> What is that from? I don't remember. I remember, but I don't. Mean Girls. Oh my god, it is Mean Girls. Give me a second. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, yeah. Um, even while still recovering, Anduin continues to head out to talk to people. Um, and he ends up making his way to the Tavern of the Mists. Or Tavern in the Mists, rather. Uh, where he meets our familiar rogue friend, Rathian. Can't trust a rogue, never trust a rogue, can't trust a rogue, don't trust me. And if anyone's very confused about that, could that particular song... Become a patron and check out the video. Yeah, it's it's one of the machinima that I sh- ended up showing, and it was 
It was a 303 parody. It was great. It was magnificent. I love that song. Yep. So much. Uh Uh-huh. Um... Yeah, so the two of them sort of become friends, uh, but there is, like, a level of mistrust uh, from Anduin, and Rathian tells him that, you know what, you're wise to not trust me fully. Uh, (laughs) So, like, he knows he's not trustworthy. (laughs) I mean, don't trust a rogue. Well, I mean, Rathian isn't himself a rogue, but he's still got some untrustingness um, which we're gonna see in a second here, because what has Rathian been doing except pitting the Horde against the Alliance? Oh, jeez! And vice versa for the entirety of the Mists of Pandaria expansion. Wow, um, snaky! Uh, basically, his plan boils down to get one side to get rid of the other side. The side that lives gets to deal with whatever big bad comes next. Because obviously they're they're worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, be it the Burning Legion or the Old Gods, he doesn't really care. But obviously there's... Whatever side is stronger is the one that's going to win out in the end. Yeah. Um, but he fails to realize that the, the both factions are actually stronger because of each other, not in spite of. Um, oh, so if they would just, like, work together? Well, yeah. And, like, the Horde and Alliance have stood side by side kind of countless times at that point. Um, there's, like, definitely squabble and fighting between, but, like, the Lich King, mm-hmm. that was a joint effort. Yep. Um, old, the old gods that we've dealt with so far, um, that was definitely a joint effort as well. Um, like, we've got it, but we're good. <laughs> if we Stop don't... interfering, you're just fucking shit up. Yep. <laughs> um, it's not good enough for him, basically, uh, is what happens, um, we later find out that he's working with a bronze dragon, Kairos Dormu, mm. um, and he also gifts us a cloak that we eventually empower to help us through our enemies going forward. Well, that's nice. Um, this also includes overthrowing Garrosh as war chief, um, which we do at the which we do end up doing, and he's taken away to stand trial for his crimes in Pandaria. Good. Um, Varian comes to uh to time to make a decision and he wants to speak to the new war chief of the horde um i'm pretty sure he's thinking it would be thrall at that point yeah but it's someone new oh shit um so instead of dismantling the horde like he like i think rathian wanted him to jada definitely wanted him to because she was pissed um he threatens that if the new war chief won't uphold honor the alliance will end them oh shit yeah so that's a threat. Oh, yeah. Um, when we go back to Rathian, he's kind of upset, thinking that Varian is a fool to let them continue. Um, again, he really just wants one side to come out. Yeah. <laughs> Even if that side is not the one of his new friend, Prince Anduin. <sighs> so he, he strikes during Garrosh's trial. Um, as the trial is about to end, he and Kairos help Garrosh escape and transport him to a new planet, except kind of not new planet. Um, okay. It's Draenor, but it's Draenor from 30 years ago. Oh, shit. Uh, before all the... Yeah. Um, time travel. Yeah. And it's in a different timeline. Why not? You know, multiple universes. Because timey-wimey bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> bullshit, guys. I love time travel, but I fucking hate time travel. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm gonna skip most of that part because it's long and full annoying. of bullshit. And yeah, there's that too. Um, 
there's there's some funny things that happen in there. Like Cadgar very much shows that he's a dad, he's, <laughs> even though he's not a dad. Okay, <laughs> he tells a lot of dad jokes. Love it. I love Cadgar. Um, Gul'dan from this new Draenor is already working with the Burning Legion. The new new it's new to us. So yeah, I'm gonna call it New Draenor. Um, he learns that his counterpart, like he learns of his counterpart's fate. And goals, which is that he died. Yeah. Um, and he eventually escapes back to our Azeroth. Nice. Um, and which brings the Burning Legion along with him. Cool. Um, Varian leads the Alliance to charge to the Broken Shore, where Gul'dan has managed to make a portal for the Legion to come. And he does write a letter to his son before he arrives for battle, stressing the important, uh, stressing the importance of being willing to fight in order to preserve peace. Yeah. Which. I should yeah. do. Yeah. I that the trailer Ooh. the cinematic trailer for Legion is, is beautiful. Yeah. And it hurt me. Hurt me in my heart. Oh yeah. That face. Oh god. Yeah, they like they 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 just step up their game every single time. It's right? Great. Like I'm blown away at the level of emotion that was portrayed on his face in that. It's so great. Yeah. Um we do help with the original assault on the Broken Shore. Um, and work up to the portal and are eventually overrun by demons. Um, the Horde's war chief ends up being seriously wounded, which was unknown to Alliance leaders at the time. Oh no. Um, but it caused the Horde to retreat. Yep. Uh, and basically all the Alliance saw was them retreating. So they're like, Oh, they're the-? probably like, Oh, we're gonna win! Yeah. Uh, Varian then orders Alliance forces to retreat as well. As Gul'dan summons a huge Fel Reaver mech. Oh which, shit. Which, uh, the Alliance airship barely manages to uh, to avoid. Um, and it, it reaches up and grabs the ship, and Varian makes an important decision. As Gen reaches down to pull him aboard, he hands the letter to Gen instead. Yep. And he's like, take this to my son. Yep. Um, and does the most badass leap onto that fell reaver. <laughs> yep. Just stabbed to the face. Destroyed. I love it. Um, he then splits Chalamane and does end up uh, making a pretty good path of death up to Gul'dan, um, where Gul'dan ends up killing him mm-hmm. in a really, really, really terrible way, yeah. um, destroying his body with a massive amount of fell energy. It hurts. Ouch. Um, this is where we come back to Anduin. Uh, he, he does get the letter from Varian, obviously. Um, but he's kept very busy tending to royal duties, uh, welcoming the Illidari, but remaining wary of them, mm-hmm. um, and being crowned king. That's an uh, important day. Yeah. Uh, later on, the Alliance find a compass with his picture in it. Sweet. Yeah. And it was one that um, Anduin had commissioned as a birthday gift for Varian. Aww. Uh, like, years previously. Yeah. So we bring it back to him, and it finally makes Anduin realize he's he's been too busy to even mourn the death of his father. Yeah. Um, and he kind of falls into a pit of grief. Yeah. Something I understand. Yeah. I, can't, I get it. You, you gotta feel. Um, that's when Gen summons us and asks us to kind of help out our new king. Um... We find Anduin in the cathedral, and he decides that he needs to know what the people think of him. So we walk around with a disguised Anduin mm-hmm. to his father's memorial. Um, we also go to the keep where Gen and Velen are kind of discussing him, too, and Gen's got, kind of got a point here. Yeah. Um, he feels Anduin doesn't have the medal to succeed yet. Okay. Um, 
and citing that uh, he didn't experience, like, he didn't have the experiences of the broken shore. Yeah. Uh, and the compass, like, something as simple as a compass would send him that far down. Yeah. Like, I mean, anything can be a trigger. Right? Chill out, Gen. Fucking calm down. Sometimes you need to deal with the grief of losing your dad. Jeez. <laughs> um, Anduin kind of does agree with him, though. So we set out to the Broken Shore with him and make our way to the spot where Varian was killed. Okay. Um, and then Gen and Velen are also there. And Anduin makes himself known, pulling down his hood. Um, here's what I don't understand about Gen. He's trying to shield Anduin from this shit, but then he's like, well, you didn't have these experiences. Like, you're trying to shield him. Right. You're not letting him have these experiences. Yeah, but now you're holding it against him that he doesn't have those experiences. Like, ah, uh, yeah. Granted, it was, like, hor- like horrifying, but still. Um... Anduin sees the destroyed ruins of the Fell Reaver and finds one of the swords, um, and he's treated to a vision of Varian, uh, asking him what he's supposed to do now, Mm -hmm. and Varian answers what a king must do. Um, And then we see that shift from Anduin now, of him learning from his father. Um, He accepts the responsibilities of a king, and the sword begins to glow, not with the orange it did when Varian was king, but with a priestly gold glow. Oh. I don't know if you had noticed that before i did not okay but that is exciting good for you anduin not only does it work but it works special for you exactly yeah but yeah i also like that one too like that that cinematic too was really good it was yeah even with in-game models you can get a pretty good amount of emotion mm-hmm. uh yeah taryn taryn gregory and like all of the other cinematics team they're fucking so great i love i love them um and we see more of that shift later in Anduin, too, uh, that he's been shaped by his father. Um, and this is no more apparent than after Teldrassil is burned, mm-hmm. when he leads the charge into Lordaeron, and he confronts Sylvanas. Oh, yeah. Um, and he's like, if, if I have to kill you, I'm going to. Like, it's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, and then he helps fuel Saurfang's rebellion in the Horde, um, sending Alliance players to save Bane. Yeah. Um, and also moves on Orgrimmar along with Saurfang Thrall, and uh, he gives Saurfang Charlemagne. Oh, wow. Which I thought was so cool. Right? Um, this isn't to say that the war is done. We've now released an old god from prison. Oh, shit. <laughs> right. He, and he's been gaining power. <laughs> uh, we've brought Abyssian into the Chamber of the Heart to help us fight against Nazoth um, as part of like our essence system. Um, but he ends up getting mentally assaulted by old god corruption again. Yay. Oh, boy. Uh, and Kallik thinks he knows someone who may be able to help. Well, that's good. Yeah, so we spend a little time searching for Rathian. Ooh. Uh, we follow a trail of research that he's been doing to keep himself safe from the corruption. Okay. Um, and he's also conveniently left us a potion, uh, that we bring to Abyssian and it helps clear his mind and protect him. Smart. Yeah. That's exciting. That's really good. Woo. Um, I don't know exactly when it happened, but Rathian and Abyssian have knowledge of each other. Okay. Um, which is likely due to all of the Black Prince's spies that we've seen all throughout Legion and a good portion of Battle for Azeroth. Yeah. Like, they're everywhere. <laughs> uh, finally, we're called to the throne room. Uh, where a very agitated Anduin is pretty upset to find out that another new advisor 
is being brought in that may be able to help. And Rathian, like, strolls in. Uh, he sure does fucking stroll in. I love this. Like, such a strut. I love this cinemat. He's just, like, so sure of himself, yep. too. And, which infuriates Anduin. Yeah. And leads to the most glorious punch in all of Azeroth. Oh, <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> I love that punch. <laughs> um, uh, the reason is, he very much blames Rathian for Varian's death, essentially. Uh, and he's not gonna, he's not about to let his dragon friend forget it. Um, but yeah, they have a quick conversation about the corruption of the Black Dragons, um, Rathian studies, and how Nazoth will mess with people's brains. Yep. And Anduin realizes that he's acted out of character when he punched Rathian. Well, that's good. Yeah. He's like, oh, this, this makes sense. Uh, we then meet with Rathian back in the chamber and work to use uh, some of the Titan facilities to rid Azeroth of Nazoth once and for all. Take that, Nazoth! Yeah. Book, book. Um, by the okay, so I think from this point on, we're getting into a little bit of spoiler territory. Uh oh. So if you have spoiler not, alerts, thank you. Um, if you have not been into this patch, which you probably have, uh, and you don't want to get spoiled. Turn it right now, and we'll see you next time, probably. Um, but if if you don't care about that, hey, <laughs> or if you've been playing like I have, uh, yeah, um, to help us beat the old god and destroy the vision that is Nihilotha, we and rid uh, our Titan facilities of Nithos corruption. He gives us yet another cloak, Ooh. made from the remains of Anixia and another black dragon. Stylish. Um, yeah. And it actually is really pretty. Um, this cloak lets us travel into Nazoth's visions. Oh, wow. Um, and empowering us, empowering our cloaks lets us do more. Nice. Which is really neat. Um, and this will eventually help us rid the planet of the old god. Perfect. Yeah. Take that, bitch. Um, yeah. So this is where we finally enter Nihilotha itself. And we come face to face with Rathian. Uh-oh. <laughs> He gives us a little spiel about how Nazoth has shown him the truth, and that if we do not submit, we must die, transforming into his dragon form, which is like all corrupted and fiery and oh, no. very Deathwing looking. Yeah. And of course, we fight him. So once he's dead, Rathian runs in. What? <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> the most guilt trip of guilt trips that happens here. He's like, oh yeah, nice to know that you'd believe that I was actually corrupted. And he he dispels the illusion on the, the dragon corpse. Oh. Uh, and it was actually just a minion of Nazoth in disguise. Oh. I can't tell you how happy I was to know that Rathian didn't actually get corrupted. <laughs> Shucks. <laughs> Everyone who's asked me about this, this uh, tier for rating, they're like, how are you liking it? I'm like, I'm just so glad that Rathian's not corrupted. <laughs> right good yeah. thing he's kind of cool absolutely he's got swagger absolutely um and that's kind of where we're at in the story up to now um but next month i do plan to talk about some other things which does include some of rathian's continuing stuff in the raid nice but i didn't want to get into that today um yeah so yeah um so if if anyone up to now, we've done a lot of subjects. 
really random subjects. If yep. anyone wants clarity on anything, let me know on Twitter. Um, I think we're might, I think we might record a little bit later. I think in the next one, but um, yeah, I'm working on that. So I'm definitely gonna go into the gnomes, Sylvanas. Uh, I think Nazoth is in there. Rathian for sure. Ooh, yeah, there's some juicy things coming up. Mechatork. Oh, yeah. That yeah. sounds like a fun time. And well, and Sylvanas too. Like we had released that episode the same weekend as BlizzCon, so mm-hmm. we hadn't gotten a chance to talk about that. Woo! So yeah, right. There's updates. There's things. Yeah, and if there's anything that you want to hear more of. Let me know. Um, on to trivia. Woo! Uh, one of the ships in the Seventh Fleet is called uh, the Spirit of Tiffin. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, and then while recruiting Kul Tiris to join the Alliance, one of the naming options is, uh, for the ship that we help build is Tiffin's Melody. Aw. And absolutely, I fucking named it that. That's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anduin is also the name of the largest river in Middle-earth. Oh, cool. Of course, I couldn't not mention that, because nerd. Um, during the Yogg-Saron fight in Ulduar, we actually witnessed the assassination of King Lane. Oh, shit. Yeah. Ah! It's crazy. Uh, most of the Varian storyline is told through the comics, by, written by Walter Simonson. Okay. Same guy who made Surtur. Nice. Um, the name, uh, yeah, also comes from other bits of novels. Uh, Wolfheart centers on Gilneas and Varian. The Blood of Our Fathers short story and Prophet's Lesson short story from Anduin Studies. Uh, Anixia has both a collectible pet and mount. Oh, nice. When you go kill her. Um, her head is propped up in both Stormwind and Orgrimmar. Well, that makes no sense. You know what? It doesn't have to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just kind of there. Um, yeah. Uh, there's a huge headcanon thing. Uh, that Rathian and Anduin are together. Aww. Um, uh, the, now, the, kiss. Yeah, the, the ship name is Randuin. Oh, of course it has a name. Um, this sadly has been quashed by Christy Golden. Sadly. Uh, recently on Twitter, though, she did say that she was a little sad that she couldn't take part in fanships because she didn't want it to like seem like she's pushing that on Blizzard at all. So, yeah. Or, or confirming anything. Yeah. But, yeah. Her tw- her Twitter's fun. <laughs> her cats are so cute. I lo- still ship it. <laughs> I do too. Um, her cat her cats are ador- one of her cats is Anduin. Aww. <laughs> the other one's Sylvanas. That's adorable. <laughs> um, uh, Varian's belt used to be Anduin Lothar's, and was one of the things that sparked one of the memories uh, in Logosh. Oh wow. Um, Shalator means shadow render, and Elamain means reaver. Um, so those are the two swords. That oh yeah, one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been speculated. It's been speculated that Anduin doesn't know how to split the weapon. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think that's why he hasn't done it. I think he's just not comfortable dual wielding. Right. Yeah. That's definitely like your left arm is something different. Yeah. Uh, and at, speaking as somebody who does fight one-handed and like a two-handed weapon, um. Yeah, D- working with your offhand is really hard. Yep. Unless you've been training for that for a very long time. No, I, I hear you. I've been working on, like, twin mini hoops and, oh, like, yeah. 
yeah, that's very similar. It's a thing. Yeah. Um, but Varrock Sarfang was able to split the blade. Oh, shit. In his fight against Sylvanas. Mm. Yeah. It was cool. I love that fight. Except I also don't like that fight at all. <laughs> um, voices. Andu and Rin is voiced by Josh Keaton, who also plays Shiro from Voltron, as well as plenty of other roles. The reason I picked Shiro is because he's a paladin, and Anduin is basically a priest that can fight, which is basically a paladin. Nice! So. Aw. It makes me happy. Typecast. I thought so. I thought it was funny. <laughs> um, Rathian is voiced by Aaron Phillips, who's done a bunch of other Warcraft roles, um, but I a lot of other things... Um, He's done a lot of other, like, side roles in a lot of things, and he's Marco Dragic, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, in Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, cool. I don't... I I don't play Red Dead. (laughs) Me neither. Um, Varian is voiced by Chris Metzen, same voice of Thrall. Sweet. Um, I also found out that he's in the Dragon Prince in an episode. Oh, nice. He's Thunder. Cool. I gotta go watch that. Um, and then Gin Greymane is voiced by Cameron Fulmar. I only found a role of his um, aside from Warcraft in Law and Order Criminal Intent. Cool. Um, he seems to be more of a stage actor which all of that stuff list- isn't listed on IMDb. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Nice. Yeah. Look at all those actors. <laughs> Voice and stuffs. <laughs> and a huge shout out to the cinematics team. Yeah. Because right? reasons. <laughs> Mind blown. Mm-hmm. We would like to thank the Winnipeg Public Library. We record at the Millennium Library in their beautiful Idea Mill Makerspace. Um, our intro and outro music is by Kevin McLeod, and you can find all of his work on our website, incompetech.com. Our wonderful artwork is by our good friend Ben Hoffer. His Instagram is scorpiosoka7. That's S-C-O-R-P-I-U-S-O-K-A-7. If you would like to check out more of his work. And he's opening up commissions at some point, so follow him for more info about that. Oh, I forgot I left that in there. Yeah, he, he did confirm that, so. Commissions but are open. I don't know if they're actually Definitely open, will open. be opening. Follow yeah. him for more. Yeah, and then let me know on Twitter if you have any machinima for me to show Bam Bam. Or for update stuff um, for... For this episode, for next episode, ideas for next episode. English is really hard for me today. I don't know why. <laughs> and follow our Instagram, cause yes. yes, Azeroth history, and yeah, I'm really bad at social media. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you know, I've got a bunny one too. If anybody likes bunnies, he's real cute. It's Lucy L U C I the Lop. I should make about pages for us on the website, huh? Because, like, he's <laughs> fucking adorable and needs more recognition for how cute he is. Absolutely. He's he's so cute. I love your bunny. I was definitely getting bunny cuddles while I was waiting for you. Aww. I wish I was getting cat cuddles. Anyways, yeah. Uh, so this has been Azeroth the History. Um, I'm Senpai. I'm Bam Bam. And we'll notice you next time. Bye! Bye!